1: Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us.
2: We're involved in a series of messages called Peace In, Peace Out, and that that little phrase or title means this, you have to get peace inside of you before peace can come out of you to the world around you. So God wants you to experience peace in his life. We've been looking for the last several weeks at a passage of Scripture that you're very familiar with, the one that we all love, the 23rd Psalm. And I want to talk to you today about the topic of fighting fear in your life as we look at the 23rd Psalm. You'll never have peace in and peace out until you learn how to give a good, strong fight against fear. The 23rd Psalm is actually a very interesting psalm as David writes these words when a, he's going through a very difficult period of time in his life, as we've been talking about in this series. David wrote these words at a time when his son Absalom was trying to take his, his life, David's life. Absalom had decided that he wanted to become king of Israel, that his father shouldn't be king any longer. And so Absalom raises up a rebellion against his father, chases him out of Jerusalem. David leaves the, uh, the, the palace in Jerusalem. He goes through the Kidron Valley out into the wilderness. And I can only imagine that when David goes out into the wilderness, he starts seeing things that are very familiar to him from years past. He starts seeing the sheep along the roadside. He's seeing the Bedouin shepherds taking care of those sheep. And he's reminded about an earlier time in his own life when he was a shepherd boy taking care of his father's sheep. He's reminded about how many how many days he would spend on the hillsides of Judea taking care of sheep and being a shepherd to sheep. And he, as he's reflecting upon this and all that he's seeing in the wilderness around him, fleeing from his own son, Worried about his future, not sure what's going to happen. Very uncertain time for David. He sits down and pens the words that you and I are very familiar with in the 23rd Psalm. Notice verse number four. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I like the way the ESV translation gives this to us. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This verse is preceded by, obviously, the familiar verses. I know the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And then he moves to this part. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Here's David now really dealing with his own soul. He's bearing for us the emotions of his life right now. And the key word that he uses there is fear. He's going through a time of great fear. He knows the Lord is a shepherd. He knows that as a shepherd, God takes him to to the pasture land, the, the quiet waters. He restores his soul. He knows that he's the one that's going to guide him. But nevertheless, David is facing what every one of us face at times in life. He's facing the reality of fear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He's battling fear in his life. Fear is one of the most terrible things that you and I can deal with in life, and I want to talk to us today about three things that you and I need to know about valleys, and three things that you and I need to know about fear, and three things that help us to understand how to get through those dark valleys of the shadow of death in our lives so that we can come out on the other side victoriously. The first thing is to remember this, valleys are temporary places of transition in your life. David says, even though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley. Everyone's life contains both both peaks and valleys. You cannot go through life without having mountaintop experiences and, and also valleys in life, high points and low points. You've had them in your life. You've had some really amazing high points in your life. And I'm sure that you've had a low point or two in your life, perhaps even right now as we're going through this challenge together. Low points happen to all of us. But many times when we're going through the lowest points of life, that's the valley points of life, we fail to remember that that valleys actually are important places, just like high points in life are important places. A valley can be a very important place as well. If you study the Scriptures, you'll find out that some of the most significant battles uh, that Israel faced, these, these battles happened and victories were won in a valley. It was a turning point for The nation of Israel. It was a turning point for families and people because they fought the battle in the valley. It was the valley that was the place where the battle raged, and the battle was won. And so, in that sense, valleys are important. They they provide places of victory. But there's something else I want you to note about a valley. A valley primarily is meant to be a place of transition, as a place that we move through. David understood this because as David had led sheep earlier in his life as a shepherd boy, he understood that, that what a good shepherd does is a good shepherd will always keep the sheep on the move to the better pasture land. And so many times the best pasture land was the table land that was higher up. And so to get to the higher places of table land a shepherd had to always take his sheep through the valley to get them to the tableland. You couldn't get to the high places without going through the low places. You could not get to the tableland that was high, the mesas, mesas that were high, without going through the valleys that were low. And I want you to remember today that God is always calling you and Wanting you and I to go higher in our lives, but the only way you can get to a higher spot in your life in a relationship with God is by going through some low points in your life. You'll never get to higher places in God without also going through some valleys in your life. You have to pass through those valleys and they're transition places. They're not places that that are designed for you to stay there. They're places that actually move you to a higher or better place. Remember what David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He did not uh, speak of staying in the valley. The valley was a place of transition. It was a place of moving through. The same is true for you and me. See, valleys transition us to higher spiritual ground. And valleys actually are essential for our growth and essential for changing our lives. uh, Valleys are the things that prepare us to birth new things in our life. See that transition. If you talk to a lady who's going through childbirth, there's a transition moment before that child is born. They transition into the birth process. And so a valley is a transition point. They're, they're not meant to be permanent dwelling places. And so if you're going through a valley, as we all are, many of us right now, going through a valley, we have to stop for a moment and remember these are very important transition places to things that are higher in life. And I promise you you'll deal with fear better if you understand that your valley is not permanent. Your valley is a temporary transition place to something better and something higher. The second thing, valleys are dark and frightening places. We have to acknowledge the reality that a valley is a dark place and a valley is is a frightening place. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. As again, the ESV says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Valleys by their very nature are dark and shadowy. When you're in a valley, it's hard to see. It's hard to exactly understand what's around the corner. You're not quite sure what's coming your way. There's a lot of uncertainty when you're passing through a valley that is dark and shadowy. And oftentimes it is the fog that will settle down in the valley. And so now you're not only walking through a dark place, an uncertain place, but you're walking through a foggy place as well. And it casts a sense of gloom over you many times. And David was passing through this valley, this low spot. It was a very dark place. Because of that, he was battling some very intense fear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So if he's saying, I will fear no evil, it's because he was fearing. He's having to battle that in his life. It creates fear in your life. Fear is actually most intense. Think about this. Fear is most intense when? At night. In the, in the dark, darkness. When you're, when you're going through the nighttime season, that's when fear tends to grip us. Let me talk about fear for a moment because I want us to understand what fear is. I think fear, by its very basic de- definition, has two aspects to it. The word fear means an anticipation of danger or fear means an awareness of danger those two things anticipation or awareness Anticipation means that you're creating in your mind the expectation that something bad is going to happen. And it may not actually be real, but you've already started this process in your head. And so it's an anticipation. It's an imagination of something that may never happen in your life, but you're you're creating this imagination, this speculation, this anticipation of something coming your way. And it's oft, often easy in the dark, shadowy valleys to imagine what's around that corner. And before you're there, you're thinking, I, I'm not sure, but I think this is going to happen. I'm anticipating this occurring. But also fear is actually an awareness of dangers when actually real danger is there. And so there was a sense in which David was facing real danger. His son Absalom really wanted to kill him. It was not an imagination in his head. It was something that was very real. And so fear comes whenever things are uncertain and we start anticipating things that may not be real and our mind begins to take those things and run with them and we build up all the stuff in our minds that may not even have any place in reality Or also when we're actually facing things in reality that become very fearful. And all of us go through both of those kinds of things in life. Fear has a lot of negative impact upon us. Let me give you some examples of this in the Bible. Joshua chapter 14, verses 7 and 8 tells us of Joshua's own life and how fear uh, affected the people of Israel because of what what came through their exploration of the promised land. Let me read this for you. Joshua 14, verse 7. Moses sent me, Joshua is saying here, Moses sent me to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. But my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. What was the thing that kept the, the people of Israel the first time from entering? Entering the promised land it was because they were afraid they were afraid of the Giants and so it kept them from the land first Samuel 13 6 and 7 the men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in and because they were hard pressed by the enemy they tried to hide in caves thickets rocks holes and cisterns Saul stayed with his men Saul stayed and his men were trembling with fear. Notice that they were trembling. They had gotten to the place. These were soldiers of Saul, but they now were so intimidated that their physical bodies were trembling. I think we've all experienced that. Luke twenty-one, twenty-six, speaking of the last days, here Jesus says that people will faint from terror. Apprehensive of what is coming on the world. So as we see the un, un, the end days unfolding, there can be a fear and apprehension of what's going to happen. 1 John 4, 18 says, fear is crippling. How true this is. When you and I experience fear in our life, it's a dark place, a frightening place. It will, it will limit us. It will control us. It will cripple us. It will paralyze us. It will torment us. It will distort our perspective. And fear ultimately can bring destruction to your life. David realized that the greatest thing, his greatest enemy, as he was going through this difficult time in his life, was the was not the valley, it was not the shadow of death, it was the fear of evil in the midst of the shadow of death. That was the very most important enemy that he had to conquer during that time. So we realize, we understand that, that valleys are transition places, but they're also very frightening places. But let me bring you to my final point today. Valleys are valuable training places as well. Valleys are very, foul, very valuable training places because they give us lessons that we could learn no other way. They're lessons that you will learn in the valleys of your life that you cannot learn any other place except in the valley. We would never learn, we would never receive certain things from God. If we were not walking through valley seasons of life. Listen again to what David said in the 23rd Psalm verse 4. We've read it a couple of times. Listen again. Even though I walk through the valley, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. And here's some of the things that he learned in the valley. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David learned something about the, the presence of God. He learned something about the rod and the staff of God as he went through the valley. He learned that he could depend upon God. He had a great lesson in dependency upon God that he could only Gain through the valley experience. Let me give you some things that David learned to do in the valley. Here are the lessons that he learned. He learned to trust the presence of God. He learned to understand that God was with him. I know that as I go through this valley, you're not going to leave me during this time, God. I walk through it because I know you're with me. We're reminded of this in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. For God has said, notice God has said, I will never leave, I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Because God is with us. We can trust his presence in our life. We can trust his promises. Somehow through this valley, David was holding onto the promises of God as well. Psalm 119, verse 50, we see the value that David placed, the commitment that David placed in the promises of God. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles, David said. So here, as he's going through the valley, he's reflecting on the promises of God. See, the best places to, to find the, 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 the certainty and the assurance of the promise of God and the fulfillment of the promise of God in your life is not on the mountaintop, but it's in the valley. The third thing that you learn in the valleys, you learn to trust God's protection. David could not protect himself. He couldn't protect himself from Absalom. He had no army to protect him anymore because he's now deserted his kingdom. And Absalom is now coming against him. He learned, I've got to trust God. He's my rod. He's my staff. He's he's going to protect me. Psalm 61, verse 3, for you are my protector, my strong defense against my enemies. Then David learned to trust God's prodding as he went through the wilderness. You know, if you're not careful... You can stop in the wilderness and get stuck in a wilderness. I've known many people in life who were making their way through a wilderness and then they just sort of stopped there. They got stuck in the wilderness. They got stuck in self-pity and stuck in, in discouragement and, and stuck in, in some kind of emotional uh, cloud of life. And so they're stuck right now, right, right in that place of the wilderness and they're not moving forward anymore. And So God has to come along and prod you to keep you going. See, what you don't want to do is you don't want to stop in the midst of a valley. If you're going through a valley, somebody said just, just keep going that's the best thing you can do when you go through a valley don't stop don't say you know what i'm going to camp here just keep going and god by his rod and by his staff that's what a good shepherd's staff would do with a sheep it would prod them and keep them moving forward so they didn't get get stuck in the wrong and bad place see the valley is not where you're supposed to live it's a transition point to something else in your life and then you have to actively fight fear say that with me you have to actively fight fear fear is not going to go away Listen to me. Fear is not going to go away unless you fight it. Fear is not just going to say, okay, I'm just going to leave you alone. No, fear has to be fought. There's a battle that goes along with fear. And you have to rise up and fight these battles. You have to stand strong because really fear is is based in spiritual warfare. The Bible says God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So if God doesn't give you the spirit of fear... Where does that spirit of fear come from? It comes from the from the adversary. It comes from the very pit of hell. De- the devil traffics in fear. He likes to get fear inside of you because of all the things, the negative things that will happen to you when fear gets a hold of your heart. So you and I need to actively fight it. David was fighting fear when he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He's fighting. He's pushing back. He's pushing his way through. I will fear no evil. You are with me. I've learned that about you, God. I know that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I know, God, who you are, your rod and your staff. Comfort me. He's fighting a fight of faith in that time. Ephesians 6, verses 16 and 17 says, in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Here Paul is reminding us, you've got to fight this battle and use your spiritual weapons to fight with. Psalm 32 verse seven says, you are God, you are my hiding place. You will save me from trouble. I sing aloud of your salvation because you protect me. David understood that his stress in that moment was being caused by fear. As he traveled through his valley, he realized that his greatest enemy wasn't the valley. His greatest enemy was fear. And he successfully overcame that fear. And as he successfully overcame that fear, he ends up on the mountaintop again in a place where he says, he anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David got to that high point because he went through the valley. I'm telling you today that there's a a high point for your life as well, but you've got to get through the valley to get to the high point that God has in store for you. It's just ahead, but you've got to walk through the valley. Valleys are temporary places of transition. Valleys are dark sometimes. They're very frightening places. But valleys are also wonderful, extremely valuable training places for your life as well. As you're going through through the valley, just keep going and you'll make it to the other side. Would you pray with me today? Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We're grateful that we can come to the Word of God, to the 23rd Psalm, and we can find so much help for our lives. Lord, just in these little verses that are there, so much truth that's there for us. And I pray for those, all of us today, that are going through battles with fear, and we're walking through the valley right now, and tough things are happening in our lives, and we look around us, and it seems as though everything's dark and shadowy. Lord, we're grateful that we can keep our eyes on You in the midst of this valley, and we can fight this good fight of faith and get through to the other side. So, Lord, I pray that You would today grant the grit, the strength, the power, the faith to walk through, to not stop in the midst of the valley. But Lord, let it be a time of training that moves us forward to the future you have for us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name.
1: Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make him the Lord of your life. Let me encourage you, you need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the Teaching Ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org.